This evening we're going to be uh, reading a story called Elijah's Farewell. So everybody sit back and uh, concentrate and listen carefully and uh, we'll read this story. So the story is Elijah's Farewell. Everybody seemed to know. Elijah certainly knew. Elisha did too. Somehow, even the sons of the prophets at Bethel knew as well. How did they know? Perhaps they had been told by God. We can't be sure. What we do know is that when Elijah and Elisha arrived at Bethel from Gilgal, the prophets lost no time in speaking to Elisha about what they knew. The prophets went up to Elisha and said, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? Now we know that Elisha looked up to Elijah. What they were saying was that Elijah would be taken away from being over the head of Elisha. Elisha would no longer be able to sit at his feet and look up to Elijah, his master, and listen to his teaching. That's why they asked, Knowest thou that the Lord would take away thy master from thy head today? So what did Elijah answer? Did he know? Of course he knew. Yea, I know, he said. Hold ye your peace. Elisha knew for sure. He knew that Elijah was going to be taken away. And Elisha was determined to be with Elijah for as long as possible. That's why he had come with Elijah from Gilgal. While they were still at Gilgal, Elijah had said to Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Perhaps Elijah just wanted to be alone. Or maybe he was testing Elisha. Would he faithfully continue to follow Elijah? But no way was Elisha going to stay behind. As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee, he said. And so, we are told, they went down to Bethel. But when they had arrived at Bethel, Elijah had told Elisha to wait there while he went on to another town. Elisha, he said, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. Now Jericho was down in the valley of Jordan, hundreds of feet below sea level. It would be a hot and dusty journey, and perhaps dangerous too. But Elisha was not going to stay behind. As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee, he said. And so, we are told, they came to Jericho. Now there lived at Jericho another group of prophets. They too knew what was going to happen, and they too lost no time in speaking to Elisha. Knowest thou that the Lord would take away thy master from thy head today? It was the same question the prophets at Bethel had asked, and Elisha gave them the same answer, Yea, I know it, hold ye your peace. Was Jericho to be the place from where God would take Elijah? No, it was not. For Elijah then said to Elisha, Tarry, I pray thee, here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. Now the river Jordan was not that far from the city. Having followed Elijah all that way from Gilgal to Bethel and then to Jericho, Elisha was not going to give up following him now. As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee, he said. And so, the Bible says, they too went on. 
But of course, the Jordan was not, was not just any old river. When the children of Israel had come into the land with Joshua, the river had dried up so they could cross. All the prophets would have known that Elijah had been told to go to Jordan for a reason. Something dramatic might well be about to happen. And so, we are told, 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. They wanted to see what would happen next. When Elijah and Elisha reached the Jordan, they stood by the riverbank. If the prophets watching at a distance were hoping to see something dramatic, they were not disappointed. The Bible says, Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither and thither. Imagine being one of those 50 prophets watching from afar. You see a gap appear between the waters, stretching like a path to the other side. And then you watch as the two men walk across. And you wonder if you would have enough faith to do that, or would you be too afraid the waters might come back together while you're in the middle of the riverbed? Now they were over the other side of the river. No doubt the waters then overflowed the path over which they had walked. Then Elijah said the following to Elisha. Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. What should Elisha ask for? There was one thing he knew would be really useful. If only he could have the spirit of God like Elijah had. But he did not just want to be able to prophesy like the prophets watching from afar. He wanted to do other things as well. He wanted to perform great miracles like Elijah had done to show that the God of Israel is the one living God. So Elisha said to Elijah, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He did not want twice as much as Elijah, but a double portion compared with the prophets. Elijah said to Elisha, Thou hast asked a hard thing, nevertheless, if thou see me, when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. The only way Elisha was to obtain the spirit was by seeing Elijah taken from him. And the only way he was going to see that was by following Elijah to the very end. He had followed him from Gilgal to Bethel to Jericho and then across the Jordan. But he could not give up now if he was to obtain the spirit which Elijah had. And so we are told they still went on and talked. And then they saw an amazing thing. A chariot and horses were charging towards them. But this was no ordinary chariot and horses. It was a chariot of fire and horses of fire. They both must have dived out of the way as the chariot went between them. For the Bible says that the, for the, Bible says that the chariot and the horses parted them both asunder. Of course, both Elijah and Elisha would have known this was an angel. After all, had not the psalmist written, who maketh his angels spirits, his ministers a flaming fire? But the time had come. The moment Elisha knew would come. The time had come for Elijah to be taken away. But he did not go in a quiet way. For we read that Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. We can imagine Elisha fixing his gaze on Elijah, but at the same time trying to keep the swirling dust from out of his eyes. But Elisha did not fail the challenge which Elijah had made to him. For as Elijah was taken up, the Bible says, and Elisha saw. Elisha had followed Elijah to the very end. 
This provides an example for us, for Christ said, he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. But as Elisha saw, he also shouted, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. As he saw Elijah being taken up, Elisha realised that Elijah too had been like a chariot in which the power of God had ridden. And he also knew that, just as we read in the New Testament of Timothy being a, like a son to the Apostle Paul, so Elijah had been like a father to Elisha. That's why Elisha called Elijah his father and the chariot of Israel. Elijah disappeared from sight, and we are told that Elisha saw him no more. Elisha, in that moment, was distraught and took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. But as Elijah was taken up in the whirlwind, Elijah's mantle had fallen to the ground. Elisha went over to him, picked it up. He took the mantle, walked back to the river Jordan and stood by the riverbank. Had Elisha been given a double portion of the Spirit of God, which Elijah had had? He was about to find out. He took the mantle and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Of course, he knew the answer to the question. He knew that God was with him, just as he had been with Elijah. When he smote the waters, we are told that they parted hither and thither. And so Elisha walked back across the Jordan. Meanwhile, the prophets from Jericho were waiting and watching. They would have seen the solitary figure coming to the east bank of the Jordan. Then they would have watched as he smote the river and the waters parted. As Elisha then walked across, they were in no doubt that truly Elisha was to carry on the work of Elijah, for they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. They walked to meet him, no doubt a little fearfully, for when they came to him, they bowed themselves to the ground before him. But as they bowed, they were wondering if perhaps Elijah was still around. Where was Elijah? The Bible says Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. But this does not mean that Elijah actually went up into the dwelling place of God. As John wrote in his gospel, no man hath ascended up to heaven. No, he had gone, up into, he had gone into heaven in the same sense that the birds fly in the heavens. Birds in the Bible are sometimes called the fowls of heaven. But this means only that they fly in the sky, not the dwelling place of God. Elijah had been taken into the heavens, but where had he landed? The prophets thought they could find him. They asked Elisha to let them send 50 men to search for him. But Elisha knew they would not find him and at first said no. But the prophets urged Elisha and in the end he, said he sent them. They searched for three days but with no success. When they returned, Elisha said to them, Did I not say unto you, Go not? They should have listened to Elisha, but as sometimes happens with us, they had to learn the hard way. Elisha now turned his thoughts to his own work, which he had to do as a faithful prophet of God. But what of Elijah? Elijah was never heard of again. Well, actually, that's not quite true. Later on, in Second Chronicles 21, a letter from Elijah turned up in the reign of Jehoram, the king of Judah. Perhaps the letter had been written many years before by Elijah. But it seems more likely that he was still alive and had only just written the letter, living somewhere where no one could find him.